Hi, I'm Dane Shiner. And I'm J.V. Hampton Van Sant. And welcome to Wannabe Film Buffs. Where we make our way down the IMDb Top 250 Movies. Join us, won't you? I forgot about that ending. <laughs> oh, yeah? Like, I truly forgot that I added that ending to it, and it is. It, it, it hits me a little weird. Just a just the teensiest bit weird. Uh anyway, right. welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, dear listeners. Yes, welcome um, indeed. We are here with a special guest today to join us as we talk about Star Wars episode five. Welcome, Joel. Hello, hi. Yes. So uh Joel, you are the uh you are the GM for Critical Bits. Yeah, yeah, it's a actual play podcast. I uh, I run it and, and edit it. Yes, it is one of my favorite shows. I I like devoured all of the backlog of that show insanely quickly. Thank you. Yeah, it was it's, quite it's a lot. It's it's a lot of stuff. It was, but it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it is very funny and also very heartwarming in places and i did cry a couple times oh thank you I, uh, you know you know you know, i don't i don't want to sound like a monster but i love it. i love hearing when people say man cry i know i know you jamie through you're you're in one of my a mini series i did called seasons yes as, as winston yes i <laughs> So funny thing about that, um, Dane, you remember you remember uh, the character that I am currently playing in our in our game? Uh, yes, I do, because I run the game. Yep. So that <laughs> would be <laughs> that entire character is simply inspired by Winston. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep, it's a personality type that I just sort of enjoy a lot. Um, just right. add a dash of revenge on top of it, and it's same character um but yeah it's a fun fun time um highly recommend that y'all check that y'all uh check out the show it's super awesome and i think like i listened to it all in like a week and a half well that's a lot that's a lot of content right there it was i also i wasn't listening to literally anything else um i wanted to get through it because i like wanted to catch up to like I just wanted to catch up to where we were at the time because the titles were really funny <laughs> and I just wasn't sure what was going on in those ones. So I wanted to catch up so that everything made sense, but then I caught all the way up and it was fun. Also well, fun doing the charity stream too. That was pretty great. Well, also the thing that you'll, if you know, that you'll, you'll notice with the titles is that they're all just bullshit. And, uh, <laughs> Usually half half the time it's just because we want to try to throw people off. <laughs> so, but I, but I'm you know I'm happy to hear that, that that it works. Like that's some good feedback that they were enticing enough that it made you just want to binge everything because you're like, what in the hell does this mean? Yep, it totally did, and it's uh, just such a fun time. And all the the whole cast are all wonderful, and I. Love every single one of them, just fully. Every single one of them. I I don't follow everybody on Twitter, but I follow many of them. 
as many of them as I could yeah, find. You, you're, uh, a, you're in a, you, your seasons group. You were in the group with uh, Shelby, and then and then you played with Paul for one of the episodes. Yes, yes, I did, and it was uh, it was really really fun. Now, let us dive into this lovely, lovely, <laughs> lovely movie. Um, that wasn't sarcasm. I had a decent enough time. Um, <laughs> so I, I also titled this. <laughs> I'm going to title this episode correctly. I want to be very clear on that. However, <laughs> like I named the call because I couldn't remember the right word. Um, I named the call the Empire Claps Back. <laughs> which is not at all the title of the movie well it it is kind of but not i mean not I, you know i feel like this is kind of like a clapback for sure after after a new hope you know they definitely definitely showed them what's what oh uh, yeah darth Vader's yeah, a fucking did. savage <laughs> that is true oh god <laughs> i like oh lord <laughs> i We'll get into, like, the only problems that I had with the movie later, which are, like, honestly kind of minor. It's just that they happened for a, a while. Um, and I guess if you don't like puppets, maybe skip this one. But, like, <laughs> if you don't like I don't puppets, know. don't watch any. Well, don't watch any of the original Star Wars. You can watch the, the you can watch, like, the prequels. They'll, you won't yeah. see a single puppet in those. <laughs> oh, but why Oof. would you watch the prequels? That is the worst thing I could ever like. Uh, even I know that's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, like Oof. I though I I do remember watching Phantom Menace and actually having a fun time despite I mean... it being bad. Um, like <laughs> like Ooh. watching it, knowing it was bad, and just being like, you know this is a good enough time. And then I, and then there was that weird Al song that I will forever remember. Ah, uh, yes. The saga begins. Classic. I, I also fully don't remember the actual song. Like, I don't know the words, the actual song. I just know oh, the weird Al parody. Me neither. That makes sense. <laughs> it is. I, th- I, th- I think once weird Al puts out a song that like, most of society just doesn't remember the base of like the base one. Yep. I concur. (laughs) I Um, absolutely concur. So me personally, I, I like star Wars just for the sole reason that it's star Wars. I love star Wars when it is good. I love star Wars when it is absolutely atrocious. So yeah, I I will watch the prequels anytime, you know, (laughs) I will totally watch Hayden Christensen talk about how much he hates sand. (laughs) <laughs> God, uh, I, I, you know, I guess we got a good mix here because uh, you don't have as much experience with Star Wars I used to really 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 love Star Wars and then over the years I still love like the original ones uh, I don't think they're the, the greatest movies ever I just I do enjoy them Yeah. Uh, the prequels uh, are rude they <laughs> They are an attack. Uh, I like. You know, I, I still do love the. I saw Star Wars universe. I I liked uh, Force Awakens and Last Jedi, and uh, I got 
my ex-girlfriend legitimately at one point had to tell me I could no longer talk to her about Rise of Skywalker and how much I hated it. Ooh, uh, like yeah. She, like, she, like, she just at one point, she was just like, listen, I don't think that you should be spending as much time talking to people online about how much you hate that movie, but I'm going to tell you, you can't talk to me about it anymore. Like, you can't uh, tell me, you can't, any, anything about it. Like, you can't tell me that you're talking to people about it. You can't, like, nothing. Um, and that made me realize, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm getting too into how much I hate this movie. I will say, honestly, since that movie came out, it has killed so much of my, um, like, I still think Star Wars is great, but it's like, I don't really, I don't really care about this. I'll still enjoy movies as they come out and, and check them out on Disney Plus, I guess, but like, <laughs> God, that movie sucked. I know we're not supposed to be talking about that one right now. We're talking about a different one, but oh man, JJ, uh, you can just go, you can just go fuck off and like, also <laughs> Lost isn't good. Lost isn't a good show. Uh, you, you should depend on that too, so. <laughs> I mean, that's what happens when you get a director who has never ended something he started to end a saga. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I literally just now realized that he has never finished anything. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh no. No! This is not the time to finish anything. We want to make this an hour long of me talking about how much I hated that movie and shitting on three day April. We'll do it, but we asked for we had shit gifts before. Before we get too deep. This is true. All right, let's dive into the facts and sort of figures of this one. Yes, indeed. Uh, so the Empire Strikes Back was released in 1980. Um, it was not written or directed by George Lucas, and it shows because it's good. Um, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it <Jesus>. was. <laughs> Direct. <laughs> it was directed. No, show me the lie. It was. I it was directed. Ready. Release your anger. <laughs> uh, it was. I, I would. T- I would not be a gray Jedi. I would be a gray Seth. Uh, it was directed. <laughs> it was directed by Irvin Kirstner and written by Lee Bracknett and Lawrence Kasdan. And today, it is actually the only Star Wars movie right now that has been written by a woman, oh. which is lit. <laughs> and, then, and then also, George Lucas's wife actually recut it oh. uh, after after the first. She's the editor of it because the first cut was awful, and she actually <laughs> did a whole other cut on it. Um, so it was also edited, in, and it's not only edited but saved by a woman because the body. Like yeah, so every 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 like Star Wars fanboy out there that's mad uh, about whatever men's right action and stuff, shut up. The only the, the the one Star Wars that's actually like a good movie outside of it being Star Wars is only <laughs> because women. Like, <laughs> it, I, and like and like Rogue One starred a woman, so like yeah. Hey. <laughs> Which I still haven't seen that one, and that I think is the next. Uh... That is our movie Monday. Yeah, yeah, that's our movie Monday, which I still haven't watched because life is difficult. Damn Let's it! Let's go, Rogue One. Let's oh fuck! Go, I, this one. movie won a Grammy. Um, I just would like to point that out, and that was deserved. All right. 
Uh, and uh, so, anyway, moving on. <laughs> it is uh, number 14 on our list. The real reason that we are here going through the IMDb Top 250, because since this is part of a series, we go into our little thing called Series Binge Hell, where we just take that spot in the IMDb Top 250 and go through every movie in that series. And... So uh, this is the weird thing. Um, this movie won less Oscars than A New Hope, which... Um, <laughs> wow, a, I didn't know that. It's upsetting. I didn't know it either. It won, it won one Oscar <laughs> for Best Sound, deserved, by the way. Very deserved. Uh, and also won a Special Achievement Award. But like, let's, let's go back and see how many that A New Hope won. Let, let's see here. I just, oh, that's right. Six. Um. <laughs> I forgot that it won. <laughs> I forgot that it won. Must have been a slow goddamn year because I don't know why it won anything. <laughs> 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 it wasn't a disaster, but like it or it was kind of, but it whatever. It's it was not so much that it was a disaster. It was just that it felt like nobody knew why they were there. Because no one did, except yeah. George Lucas, and he was Whereas the director. This one, I could see that I could see why people are there. I'm actually like kind of surprised to have realized that this was written by a woman. Given the thing that I'm going to say later, we'll get to it. It's okay. fine. Don't worry about it. There's a very specific <laughs> set of um things that happen where I just sort of sit there and I was like, that has to have been written by a man. I'm presuming that there's a whole section of this movie that uh, Lawrence Kasdan probably wrote. Um, because, well, ooh, it has something to do with Han, and we will keep going. Um, uh, yeah, and so uh, <laughs> it, uh, it has uh, two nominations. Uh, best Art Design for Set Decoration. It was won by Tess. And Best Music, which was won by Fame. Okay, I uh, can see that kind I, of. I mean, it's I mean this, fame. Come on, man. <laughs> I mean, I know nothing about those movies because this is wannabe film buffs podcast and not film buffs podcast. So <laughs> I will take anyone's word for it for people who have seen Tess and Fame. <laughs> oh God, I I keep forgetting that Fame existed. Um, which is an easy thing to do, as I was not actually born in the 80s. So it's easy to forget that. But, like, just, I'm surprised that you don't recognize fame as a former theater gay. Recovering theater gay. Let's yep. be real here. <laughs> calling you out. Dude, I am as, you out, motherfucker. I am as much a recovering theater gay as a recovering Roman Catholic. Uh, <laughs> and and let's let's be honest here i was not a musical theater gay so there's this that true. this is true my favorite musicals two are tied are very unironically phantom and les mis so that oh. speaks on my taste <laughs> i'm uh, surprised les mis is the other one i like <laughs> Phantom, I understood, even though, like... You understood Phantom more than Les Mis? <laughs> well, yes, because I love Phantom of the Opera since I was 14, but, like, that's, 
like and literally at this point it's only because i liked it when i was 14 like i because <laughs> i've talked with enough people to understand the problems with it oh, yeah. uh, to the point yeah. where i'm like i can like mildly disavow um any enjoyment of that but i like the music from the movie specifically um and like some of the soundtrack and i know like the the uh broadway soundtrack that's also entirely not the point of this right now i just <laughs> anyway star wars <laughs> i i understand like this i i think it's well I, this because this won a grammy i'm like fine with the fact that it didn't necessarily win an oscar for music but it still won an award for music and it won yeah. a music award for music yes so i mean that feels good to me. I'm still salty, though, because these movie soundtracks are phenomenal. <laughs> they are. They are. I, I fully will give it that. I I enjoy... The soundtrack is memorable, and I enjoy the hell out of it. Um, So we've got this uh, lovely synopsis here that we shall go through. Oh, yes. Um, so I'll kick us off with the first paragraph um how do we want to do this do uh which you would like to go second uh, i don't know i mean i usually go second so maybe the guest should go second as like a place of honor <laughs> I, I mean you know if you go if you go second, i'm fine going third i'm the guest you know i can wait for, I'll, I'll pick up scraps okay <laughs> okay you're our jawa okay <laughs> I'm, I'm angry that I got the joke finally. Because <laughs> I wouldn't have gotten that joke a few weeks I ago. I feel like this whole podcast was just your friend getting you to finally watch Star Wars after years of, of you not uh, getting any references. This I mean, is true. This is very <laughs> <laughs> That is true. And I did also, I mean, I did also get him to watch. Uh, like the the reciprocalness of this is that I did also get him to watch Eve's bio, <laughs> which, <laughs> as far as cultural exchanges go, <laughs> pretty good cultural exchange yeah. right there. Star Wars is like, really fucking white. <laughs> it was like, let oh, us watch sure. Star like, Wars us... collapse on one and three. <laughs> like, okay, so <laughs> first of all. I'm not over that comment just now. Um, and I don't know that I'll ever fully be over that. But what I will say is that um, I like the, uh, uh, one of the characters that I love of this movie very, very much, um, specifically because of the actor who played him, is Lando. Is Lando. Because. Yeah. Oh yeah, because Billy, because Billy D. Williams is the most '80s human being <laughs> to ever '80s human being, and it was just so like I saw him, and then immediately was like, "Oh, this is the '80s." Oh shit! Like, yeah, <laughs> I know he's, I know he had a career past the '80s, but goddamn, if I could tell you anything else he's been in, <laughs> like, save for that, and like. I also consistently, especially in, oh wait, actually, no, because he was in, he was in Rise of Skywalker. I forgot about that. And I, my issue was that I, I, I mistook him for another person. Oh, what, um, another black man in Star Wars? 
not in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, don't worry. They made sure to tie him into the uh, to the black girl they introduced, uh, so you you didn't get worried that they all the black people were getting to go into black Star Wars. They're like, listen, I know that we introduced all of them separately, but RJJ wrapped it up and we have black Star Wars over here. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I'm like fully, oh, like I enjoy like, I, I enjoyed that connection despite the fact that it was problematic. I was like, oh cool, so she like is connected to the larger universe, which means that we can't just get rid of her. That was okay. the thing that I liked because I don't trust people. Um, <gasps> like, like I don't trust people, and I know that people would be like, "Nope, she never existed." What have white nerds in media ever done to to, to make oh. me trust them towards black people? Oh. Oh. Accusations. Oh. Oh, and like. No. But I, I fully forgot that he wasn't, um, that, like, okay, I feel like, in fairness, if we were to look at the face of Billy D. Williams and we were to look at the face of LeVar Burton currently, I'm saying as of last year, they have similar faces. And that is why I got confused as to who he was in the movie. Gotcha. That is that, I also fully thought he was dead, but that's fine. I mean, and in in fairness for why I thought that, this man was born in 1937. Oh, wow. So, like, <laughs> so, of course, if I thought he was already dead, it's because he was born in 1937. Also, because, like, what? Because this movie was filmed in the in the like oh this man was 40 when he recorded this and he looked a fresh 22. He was I, 40 during this movie? Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> My dude right there that is that he's looking good. Yeah. Yes. Oh. I, I, I thought he was like 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 early 30s, 20s. Mm. Mm. Right? Like oh he's uh, that there's them genetics right there. <laughs> Just sort of have it like that. Ah. Anyway, um, so let's dive into this now that I have my glasses on. Part of that was literally just to stall so I could have my glasses. Um, okay. So I could actually read this thing. Long running issue with these things is that I have to have it like zoomed in to like 150% because I am like, I'm not old, but I'm ancient. <laughs> <laughs> my eyes are bullshit. So here we go. <clears throat> After the destruction of the Death Star, the Empire quickly regroups and begins searching for the new location of the Rebel base. Imperial probe droids fan out across various star systems, and one lands on the surface of the icy planet Hoth. On the surface of Hoth, Han Solo and Luke Skywalker are on patrol near the newly hidden Rebel base. Luke sees the Imperial probe strike the surface and goes to investigate on his own. Uh-huh. Yes. Before he can identify the probe, Luke is attacked and knocked unconscious by a hulking Yeti-like creature. <laughs> Which, sure... That's a description. That's a description of the thing that happened. Anyway, um, meanwhile, having returned to the base, 
Han orders. <clears throat> oh, sorry. Han orders Chewbacca to prepare the ailing Millennium Falcon for departure. Han explains to the rebel general that he feels compelled to leave because of the bounty hunters sent after him by Jabba the Hutt. As Han heads back to his ship, Leia confronts him and tries to convince him to stay for the sake of the rebellion. <clears throat> and here we go. Um, Han <laughs> tries to get Leia to admit that she has more personal reasons for wanting him to stay, but she refuses and the two quarrel. Uh, and so it begins. Yeah. Here's the beginning of my issue, which oh. is simply the fact that Han is very creepy. <laughs> Like, throughout this whole movie, he's kind of an asshole and a creep. But, like, uh, I also partially want to be like, it was the time. And then I was like, it wasn't the time. It was the 80s. It's not like this is the 40s. That would be something I would have expected from movies in the 50s. I would have imagined by 1980, we might have moved past the, like, the relentless pursuit of a literal princess. No, that's what this whole franchise is based off of. Ah, uh, true. Mm-hmm. Just, just him, just him, just being a little scoundrel. Uh, yeah, but you're gonna you make some. You'll make people mad if you if you talk about. This is like jumping to the end, but the iconic, you know, like I love you, I know scene. But you know, in uh, just just to spoil it, that does kind of make him a prick. You know, like yeah, like I. You know that he's coming back. Say I love you back. Motherfucker, get over yourself. It's like, because I know you feel it. I know you do. It's yeah. like, he's, uh, he's emotionally distant and it annoys me. <laughs> but also, whatever. Like, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> like, uh, if I had a problem with, like, emotion, if I have a problem with emotionally distant men, dating is going to be impossible. Just entirely. So, I'm gonna have to get over it personally. But I will call it out when I see it. All right. Anyway, so now on to the second paragraph. Yes. Uh, when Han learns that Luke has still not reported in, he heads out into the deadly Hoth night to find him. In the cave of the creature that attacked him, Luke has been pinioned, pinioned in ice could just say frozen but is able to use the force and his lightsaber to fight his way back to the surface yes listeners i do have my luke skywalker replica lightsaber on my lap to use every time they mention the word lightsaber um because i'm awful um i also (laughs) fully just thought of the meme that you sent me which was oh so you want a double lights oh you want a double bladed lightsaber do you have double bladed lightsaber money money, (laughs) (laughs) like i need to tell you i think about that particular image like (laughs) once a day (laughs) like once a day and it just it it fills me with delight I'll, uh, and I also sent it to my mom, and she laughed her ass off too. Um, I will. I will share them on uh, on Twitter, and then tag you all in it because apparently my meme game on Twitter is so strong right now. Because holy shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, 
As he wanders blindly into a snowstorm, Luke has a vision of Ben Kenobi, who tells Luke that he must seek out Yoda, the Jedi Master who is to train him in the ways of the Force. As Luke collapses, Han appears out of the night to rescue him. Luke recovers after a short stay in the sick bay, hashtag bars, and Han and Leia discover <laughs> that... God the- damn it, dude! <laughs> that the imperial drinking water god damn it (laughs) the imperial probe has located the rebel base aboard his command ship darth vader sees the transmission from the probe and instantly recognizing the rebel base orders his fleet to the hoth system however general admiral ozel brings the fleet out of hyperspace in such a way that the rebels are alerted and have time to prepare and in uh, I don't know why I can't read today prepare prepare an inv- evacuation oh my fucking shit prepare an evacuation is also the best euphemism <laughs> <laughs> I just broke myself. Okay, here we go. Furious, Vader uses the Force to strangle Ozel and promote Piet in his place. I'm sure he did strangle. This is one thing uh, I I didn't think about until this time. I've seen this movie a lot. How does shit today Yeti freeze his feet up like that? I uh, that boggles my mind to this day. Because like. <laughs> The Yeti is not demonstrated to have ice-based powers. It is just a big-ass thing that can, like, <laughs> rip you to shreds. But his feet are, like, frozen up there. I mean, like, is the Wampa smart enough to just, like, have a bucket of unfrozen water and just, like, where's down to it? I, was say, where's the I don't know. Though? I don't you know. know. We, we, we saw bucket. his house. Where's the bucket? Show me the bucket. <laughs> Your shitty extended takes where you're going to show me the Wampa all, all like sitting there eating that was not in the original cup. Put a bucket in there to explain your water. Yeah. Oh my god. I just what? had an awful thought. What? It was urine. <laughs> and the bucket was just in the I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm no, sorry. That's a strong stream right there. Because that means even with how tall that Wampa was, that means he, it has to be able to like point and just go straight up. Oh no! All the wampa can like climb, but still gravity. Like that's the strong stream that that wampa pissed. Oh, I, that's canon. That's canon. So it's head, head canon accepted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Welcome everybody. So uh, let's see. Uh, Luke leads the counterattack with attempts to hold off the approaching Imperial Army of massive armored walking transports as the rebels hurriedly flee the base. Lee and C3PO are forced to go with Han and the Falcon, while Luke and R2 head towards the Dagobah system where Yoda is to be found. Unfortunately, the hyperdrive on the Millennium Falcon is broken, and Han and Leia are closely pursued by the Imperial fleet. In a desperate maneuver, Han flies into an asteroid field in order to escape the pursuit and barely avoids being crushed or shot down, ultimately finding shelter in a cave on, on one of the larger asteroids. Luke crash lands on Dagobah, a swampy planet teeming with animal life, but without any settlements or signs of civilization. Luke and R2 make camp and are interrupted by the intrusion of an annoying elderly little creature that pokes around 
Stealing food and offering to take loot together. I look, have look. to tell you, that is the best description of Yoda <laughs> that I have ever yeah, heard in my life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, that is... A, that is just a weird swamp wench. A swamp wench hanging out. Luke uh, is just the most He's a swamp witch. Luke reluctantly accompanies uh, this creature to his home for a meal, but quickly becomes impatient and angry at the delay. At this, the creature, who is, of course, Yoda himself, sighs and says he cannot train someone so reckless and angry. To his surprise, Luke hears Ben's voice uh, defending him and urging Yoda to take Luke on as a student. Luke begs Yoda for another chance, and Yoda agrees, warning Luke that what is to come will be the greatest challenge he has ever faced. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I, no, Yoda's great. Yoda's the best. I, I fully, when that happened, would have actually probably assumed, would have probably actually assumed that, like, like if I'd overheard that, I would have also left. Like, if I had heard Yoda, who'd been nothing but an asshole this whole time, and then I find out that that is, in fact, Yoda, and I hear him talking to Ben, I'm just gonna leave? Because I'm gonna be mad at him? Maybe that's, <laughs> some, maybe that's a problem with me as a human being, but if somebody has already lied to me and I have just figured that out... <laughs> I'm going to leave. <laughs> That's because I don't handle deception well. Um, oh, though, actually, speaking of deception, I wanted to point out when you mentioned, Dane, when you mentioned memes earlier. Yeah. I have to say one of my ongoing favorite, favorite bits and critical bits is the texting in meme form so that adults don't understand. Yeah, they don't, they don't understand it. <laughs> ah, it that's, so that's wonderful. Oh, it makes me so happy. Um, but yeah, that's what that reminded me of. <clears throat> Just as he is hiring a group of bounty hunters to find Han and the others, Darth Vader receives a call from the Emperor, who has sensed that Luke has begun his Jedi training. Vader is given the mission of luring Luke so that Luke can either be can either be claimed by the dark side or for the dark side, whatever, fine, or destroyed. <clears throat> As the Imperial fleet searches the asteroid field, Han and the others work um, work to get the Falcon repaired. Han and Leia have another or have a tender moment together, which is not. Necessarily, how I would have described that. No. Leia admits she is drawn to Han when he isn't acting like a scoundrel, a term which, <laughs> with which Han is inordinately pleased. Is that what happened? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I find that so funny. Oh, the. The brief moment of peace is cut short, however, when Han realizes that the cave they've taken shelter in is actually the gullet of an enormous worm-like monster. <laughs> as one does, as is so very common um, in, you know, stories of any kind. Um, it's fine. Little biblical imagery for no reason. It's all right. 
Um, poor Pinocchio, either way. Um, Han speeds out of the maw of the creature, back into the asteroid belt, and back into the sights of the Imperial fleet. Still unable to jump into hyperspace, Han improvises, hiding the Falcon by latching directly onto one of the Star Destroyers, which was a great fucking move, I have to say. It was very clutch, and I fully appreciated it. Um, the captain of the Star Destroyer assumes that the ship has escaped, apologizes to Vader, and pays for his error with his life. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, with his life. Meanwhile, Han detaches the Falcon when the larger vessel dumps its garbage and floats away unseen with the debris. <laughs> Sorry. Taking it out with the trash. It's fine. Anyway. Yes. So oh, <laughs> Han decides to travel to the nearby planet of Bespin, where Landel Calrissian, an old friend, runs an independent mining station. However, Han himself fails to notice that his stealthy maneuver has been anticipated by the bounty hunter Boba Fett, who follows close behind. On Dagobah, Luke's training pushes him to the brink of physical and mental exhaustion. As Luke and Yoda rest before a sinister cave, Yoda tells Luke that the place is connected to the dark side and that Luke must go within and see what he finds. Luke enters the cave only to see a vision of Darth Vader approaching. Luke battles Vader and strikes off his head, but the face he sees within Vader's destroyed mask is his own. Later, when Luke is practicing levitating stones, he is distracted by the sound of his ship sinking further into the swamp where he crashed. Yoda encourages Luke to levitate the ship out of the water, but Luke is convinced such a feat is impossible. Luke makes the attempt, but he doubts himself and therefore fails. Luke is frustrated and angry, but quickly awed by the ease of which Yoda then draws the ship out of the water. <laughs> oh, God. Luke and Whiny, the whole Skywalker family of men, are just little whiny boys throughout this entire thing. <laughs> all, all, the whole tr the whole, all three trilogies, the trilogy of trilogies is about about little whiny boys that have magical powers and that are just upset about it. <laughs> that, is so that is so real. And that was a whole other thought I was having while he was being trained was just, my dude, you have telekinesis. I really don't want to hear you complaining about, about <laughs> having to learn how to use it better. That's just stupid. Like, I, like, you could also, like everybody else in the movie, not have that ability. Yeah, right? Like, yeah. You, you can do this. Stop complaining that you have to train a little bit. I would fucking love to have that, despite the fact that I would actively misuse it. Probably while driving. It's fine. Uh, anyway. Just lift all of the tailgaters out of your way. Well, I mean, you just, uh, you, this, this is the thing. George Lucas knew he was making this for white nerds, and you got to make your audience see themselves in the hero. So just somebody <laughs> that is just, like, demanding everything with no work fits perfectly for the landscape of Star Wars fans. Oh. Um, <laughs> so, so moving on, Han and Leia arrive at Cloud City on Bespin, where they're greeted by Lando, who pretends to be, uh, to, to, to at first be angry with Han. Han marvels the way Lando, once a gambler and rogue, has become a responsible businessman. 
Leia still does not trust him, sensing something odd about the situation. C-3PO wanders off on his own and disappears, only to be found later in pieces by Chewbacca. Before Chewbacca can reassemble C-3PO and find out what happened, Han, Leia, and he are taken to a banquet by Lando. Much to their horror, Lando has betrayed them to Darth Vader and is awaiting them in the dining room. The three are taken captive and Han and Chewie are tortured. Through seeming, uh, though seemingly without purpose, back in Dagobah, Luke has another vision, this time of his friend suffering. Yoda tells Luke that when, uh, that what he sees is may, in, uh, uh, well, what he has seen, wait, whatever, what he has seen may in fact has occurred, uh, but he warns Luke not to act rashly. Luke insists on going to rescue his friends, though both Ben and Yoda urge him not to face Vader before his training is complete. As Luke and Archo depart Dagobah, Yoda reminds Ben that even if Luke fails, there is another. Oh shit. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. That's fine. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Lando, meanwhile, has come to regret his decision, which he made in order to preserve the independence of his settlement. Clearly, Vader has no intention of honoring his side of the bargain and plans to do just as he pleases. Vader, Vader's goal is to lure Luke to him so that he can be captured and brought before the Emperor. But first, he needs to test one last part of his plan. Vader orders Han be placed in a carbon freeze, a sort of suspended animation so that Vader can be sure that the process he has in store for Luke is not fatal. As Han is lured into the freezing chamber, Leia at last admits that she loves him, to which he replies, I know. I'm happy this was your paragraph. I... Anyway, it's fine. It's fine. I would I will I will go on a rant later about how it is okay to be emotionally vulnerable. It's fine. We'll get to it later. Um Han is frozen safely and is handed over to Boba Fett. As Luke arrives, Vader lies in wait and Lando resolves to free the others. Luke is guided into Vader's presence and at la- oh sorry, and the two at last stand face to face. Lando's men surprise the Imperial troops and free Leia and the enraged Chewbacca, who almost kills Lando with his bare hands. Lando convinces them that there is still time to save Han, and they race off. Meanwhile, Luke and Vader duel within the depths of the mining complex. Luke is clearly overmatched by Vader, though he fights bravely and avoids the carbon freeze ambush. Vader is relentless, however, and continues to push Luke, slowly increasing the intensity of his attacks. Eventually, Luke is bloody and desperate, fighting now simply to escape. Vader is too strong, however, and slices off Luke's hand. Though he is defeated, Luke angrily refuses Vader's offer to join him on the dark side, saying that he could never join the man who killed his father. Luke is devastated by Vader's next revelation. He, Vader, is Luke's father. Unable to deny what the Force tells him to be true, Luke casts himself off the bridge on which they stand. Leia, meanwhile, has just missed Boba Fett, who has made his escape with Han and his captive. 
Lando orders the city evacuated, and he, Leia, and Chewbacca head to the Millennium Falcon, joined by R2-D2 and C-3PO. Clinging to a weather vane below the floating city, Luke calls out mentally to Leia, who hears him and orders Lando to fly back for him. Luke is saved, but deeply shaken with what he has learned. The hyperdrive of the Falcon is still not operational, as Vader gave orders that it be disconnected. R2, fortunately, is aware of the problem and reconnects it just in time for the friends to escape the pursuing fleet. Once they are reunited with the rebel forces, Luke is given a cybernetic replacement hand. Luke, Leia, and the droids watch as Lando and Chewbacca head off in search of Han. Dun dun dun! Do, 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 do. Yeah. So this movie is a classic middle of a trilogy movie. Yeah. Insofar as that isn't much of an ending, let's be real. Um, <laughs> like, it, it's clearly a, alright, alright, we're gonna end this in the next one, don't worry, but we're just gonna give you this on the off chance for some reason. Well, also, because if you if you go back, well, because I guess y'all, did y'all, y'all just watch New Hope, right? Yeah. Yeah. So a new hope when that ends, you can tell that they thought that was just it. They thought they were making one movie. Oh yeah. Like mm-hmm. like like it just it has like the whole like oh we got metal we beat everything we won, and then this one because like what is what is the because there's a pretty significant gap between a new hope and Empire actual release, and then I think between it's like three years, and then I between think. and then between like Empire and Return of the Jedi, those are that those are a bit closer. Um, no, they're, they're both three years. Was it all three? I thought it was, I thought it was more 77 to 80 to 83. No, I thought it was more of a gap. But I, that's always remembered, though. It's just like you can tell, like, you can always just kind of tell, like, they, they're like, are we going to be able to make more? And then this one definitely was just like, well, you know, we know, we know we're going to, we know we got one coming. Yeah. Um, but I love this movie growing up. I still like the, I like, I still do like this movie. It is fun. Um, it is like I hadn't watched it in a couple of years, and it is, you know, it, some of stuff is based off of Star Wars or inspired by it, and so it still feels fun to watch. But it was just like I, I was also just so easy because everything I saw was just like I just remember all of this just so clearly. Oh yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I this one I liked considerably more than the other one. Mm. Um, like, what I mean, granted, that's like not saying much. But I just considerably <laughs> like this one more like this one I would actually mark that I enjoyed myself with the notable exception of the scenes um, between Han and Leia because I also because I've been pursued by nerds who idolize this movie. And here's the thing. <laughs> That's not the goal. That's not the aim. That's not the method. That that's just is not it. That that doesn't work. I, I cannot think of a single time in actual life that that has actually worked and everything's gone successfully as far as, a, <laughs> as far as a relationship is concerned. You might be thinking out there, dear people, well, my parents were happy. They probably weren't. I'm just going to be honest with y'all. And I, I know I just came for a bunch of people's moms, but well... I'll come for your parents, sorry. too. Your parents probably had shitty, toxic relationships. 
like uh-huh. most likely and the reason for that is toxic masculinity which <laughs> again presents is, presents itself here in this where where i feel like it didn't do that so much well actually no it did that a lot in the last one mainly with han being like leia is awful at this obviously she's a woman uh like that's where that came in a lot more whereas this one there was a little bit less of that and a little more just being patronizing and it just i i can only assume that that part was not written by a woman or if it was it was added under duress <laughs> because like jesus christ like yeah. i oh it definitely oh. is like the archetype for a lot like the i'm like the i'm, I'm a cool closed off loner and you know i don't need feelings oh yeah oh god <laughs> more of those and i i can't deal with it i i just I need for people to realize emotional vulnerability will not kill you. In fact, it will make your life easier. I'll, I'll, <laughs> my takeaway from this movie too is don't don't fuck over your friends. You're gonna regret it like immediately. Cause like I forgot like just within like ten minutes away. And I'm not saying like Lando's trying to you know take care of his people. He thought he could just like turn over turn over like one dude and be fine. Uh, that's you know, but then I get the regrets it, but like I just forgot, like it's just like Lando's like, oh shit, I fucked up, y'all, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. just I, I, know, I, know, I know, I'm sorry, oh, God. So like, it, it is just like that's the lesson: just don't be toxic and just be good to your friends, even if somebody. And oh, never trust the fascist. Yeah, don't trust fascists. <laughs> like, um, just it's quite simple, really. Never trust a fascist dictator to actually follow through on what they tell you they're going to do. Now, it's say, not like that's politically relevant at all. Yeah, anyway, I'll say this, but this, this movie did make me wish our fascists were like the Star Wars one, just because like people are just sitting there firing off blasters every, every like there's 30 stormtroopers and two people. They can't hit a single person. <laughs> Uh, like the soldiers can't hit anybody. Even like odd, just uh, laws of odds right there. So I just I wish I wish our fascist police weren't as like were just as bad at shooting people. But I think it's still it still is a fun movie. It's you know and then uh and then because also when you were talking about how like Yoda you thought Yoda's part was like bigger because she's kind of like confused. Is the same thing with like Boba Fett? Like both like, Yoda and Boba Fett were introduced in this movie. And this became like immediately iconic, of just like oh my god, like who who are they? And it still does it still does like have some of the cool stuff of like showing like George Lucas isn't necessarily like a great director, but like the world building of Star Wars itself like is still just cool as shit. And there's just so many things like the like Hoth whole Ice Planet still I just love the whole set. And then like just everything like you know like and I I just I do just miss old practical effects so. I, I enjoyed it. I had fun rewatching it, and then I especially was happy to do Empire Strikes Back. So, mm-hmm. but 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 it is but it is weird though because you know especially seeing like this is like where the origin of like I love you, I know line came from. Yeah, and then I was, I was literally just watching something yesterday, and they did they they quoted that line very they quoted that line and then immediately said. Did you just Han Solo me? Which it, it oh ooh, 
it was the order i i was the order which honestly great show and i just it's funny because i never like i didn't recognize that line from like when i was a child <laughs> um, but like i i remembered it like sort of i remembered it upon this rewatch and then immediately heard it in something completely different it was like that's very bizarre um a bizarre thing for a werewolf to say but all right anyway no spoilers i no spoilers it was just a werewolf you don't know which one <laughs> anyway um <laughs> i i uh, i'm trying to think of like other things that i liked about this movie i yoda <laughs> is funny to me <laughs> like yoda was funny and I appreciated that because I forgot that Yoda was funny. <laughs> like, I I think the Yoda that I remember is the Yoda from next movie. Like, uh, from yeah. the next one. Yeah. And not, With, like, older yeah. flower. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, this one is... It, it got a personality, is a jokester, is a... I, I also love that they never explain what he is they just never give him like a any sort of identity or any indication that there's like a larger planet of tiny creatures that look like him which i mean obviously we know exists because of the mandalorian and that being apparently not yoda it's a clown uh, a child <laughs> that's no. what it is there's a clown so listen if you whenever they first go there there, there's an insignia on one of the scientists at the uh, uh, like the imperial scientists, and then a bunch of nerds looked it up, and that's like part of a cloning division. And so oh. it, they got the DNA of Yoda to try to clone Yoda. So that is oh. what it looks like, maybe. Yoda. And then actually, I might be brought Mandalorian because I was thinking about this. <clears throat> so they make it in that look like the Mandalorians just just love putting people in in like the carbonite, but in this one. Everyone was all like real weird, like real like iffy about doing it. And even Boba Fett, I mean, the Lorian was just kind of like, hey, what if that messes them up? Like, what's going on here? So that's what I thought was interesting. So that just means it was just kind of like a retcon thing later to say that like all Mandalorians do it and the Boba Fett does it a bunch. Because it seems like in this one, it was like the first time anyone has done it. And they're like, oh, well, we'll see. And if he dies, he dies. Yeah. Which, was, which was the most <laughs> wild thing to hear. It's like, you know what? We do have this hostage. Let's just check and see if he dies. And we're like, what the fuck? What, like, what are we supposed to do with the hostage, you know? Well, here's yeah. the thing. <laughs> Darth Vader doesn't give a shit about killing his own people. I would have actually rather have tested it on his own people way before he got there. So he knew that it would work. Which feels more like a thing that someone who is actually good at being evil would do. Like, if you have disposable henchmen, mm -hmm. which he clearly does, like, or, like, yeah, just since he clearly has people he can dispose of and kills people on a regular basis, he might as well just, like, keep one of them alive real quick and then use that on them, an inconsequential one, so that when you, like, so that when you encounter the one that you know is of consequence you don't like almost kill him i mean or well not almost kill whatever you you know what i mean like it just we would make more sense to test it on one of the like 
quote unquote insignificant peons, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. I just wedded to evil dictator brain, which I weirdly have. I am unaware. I was unaware <laughs> about that part of my brain. Yeah, sometimes we all just slip into it. Yeah. I was like, well, if I was an evil dictator, what I would do is that's just a weird. I mean, it's similar to the like, it's similar to that. Um, to that. Uh, oh, there's a set of. Um, there's a set of. Uh, oh God, what are they called? There's a set of TikToks that I was watching, where it was um, this uh, this person, this uh, lady who's a true crime fan, sitting with her partner, um, <laughs> and just basically going through what the criminal on TV got wrong about the crime in a way that is utterly horrifying. Oh my God. That I've actually done numerous times. Um, <laughs> to a bunch of people it's just very funny to me but it's basically that that same brain thing happening on this uh says, ah, i would have made a better evil dictator than later <laughs> also i have an issue with the name with the name um we, we we get into this a lot on this which is that um I have issues when people are named in a very, very weird way. Yeah. Or naming conventions aren't followed mm-hmm. throughout, like, a full story. Mm-hmm. Like, I still, to this day, have never met anybody named Han. <laughs> um, well, actually, that's not true. That's not true, but they were all born after this movie. Yeah. Like, that name didn't sort of exist before this movie. So that makes sense as an original just sort of name. Also, same with Lando. Um, like, those are both last names that I've heard, but not first names. Um, the name Luke <laughs> is a name that's existed for a very long time. And we are not led to believe that Earth exists? So, I don't know where the name Luke came from for the hero of this story. It bothers the shit out of me. Um, And then, furthermore, apparently Latin at some point existed, or German, because Vader? Really? Yeah. Really? Darth Vader, yeah. Darth, uh, Dark Father, okay. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Dark Daddy, yes. I I never thought about all the, like... The, the naming convention is not actually fitting. <laughs> yeah, I, it's one of those wild things that, like, I, I, the only reason it bothers me is because I is because I write things and I put a lot of like a lot of thought into the names I give various. Oh, the only reason it bothers you is because you put time into your writing and care about stuff you produce. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly, like. Even the character I'm playing on A Horror Borealis 76, Irving Mongoose Jefferson. There is a solid reason that I picked that name. Irving refers to the place wherein they found Jeff the Mongoose, the cryptid. Which, <laughs> that's the whole, the whole impetus behind that name existing. And why Jefferson is spelt with a G and not a J. Um, and like, even that was like, that required research. I had to look into Jeff the Mongoose 
look into Jeff the Mongoose. I already knew that about Jeff the Mongoose. Come on now. I'm a fan of cryptids. Of course I am. Um, but like, like I put, I put a little thought and effort into that. Or like, if you're not going to put, I don't know. It's one of those, if you're going to put effort into it, do it unanimously. Like, but not, ha- don't half-ass it and only do that for like two characters. <laughs> It's just weird. You and hear it, that, George it, Lucas? We're coming for you. Fifty years later, <laughs> I am. I am damn sure I'm not the first person that has told him that. I am certain. I, I, I can't imagine. <clears throat> Granted, I can't imagine actually who would have told him that. Probably somebody at Disney. They probably had to pick their. They had to pick their battles for what they were trying to tell him to do and not do. Apparently. Like, the first version of Luke was supposed to be, like, an android and all, all like, like have, like, robotic hand, like, a robotic hand to start off. But, like, uh, like a lot of it was, like, like, they told him, like, you know, he needs, you know, to be human and people need to, like, identify with him. And then they just, you know, he listened to a lot of people for these original, like, you know, three three movies. Like, there he took a lot of input. And then when he stopped taking input, that's the prequel right there. That's what we got. Yeah. That's what we that, that's what happened. That's what happens whenever you surround yourself by yes men and you were never good to begin with. Yeah. Precisely. It's it's highly disappointing. Like uh it's also very interesting how a lot of writing actually does get worse when you have fan input. Yep. It's Oh yeah. It's a- like that's the that's the last thing you want if you're creating something to listen to any fans. yeah basically yeah like i mean oh god i as appreciative as i always am for like anybody that enjoys like anything i make ever it is also one of those things where i'm like yeah but but also i don't need the input i've already done the work here and i can continue to do it and it will be fine and if y'all don't like it, fan fiction exists, so go right ahead and rewrite it yourselves. I have yeah, no problem I, with that. Yeah, I think fan fiction is fun. I, I've I've not told people directly, but I've complained really crazy before and uh, whenever people was like, Hey, I have an idea for your show. You should use this to kind of thing. Or you can do you can have that for the show. I just wanna like I'm gonna let you know I'm gonna go out of my way and never do anything even close to that because you said this to me now. Like yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> Use this as a tool, everybody. Tell yeah. him the opposite of the thing. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Hope, hope that my gut reaction to to spite right. you is that I as that I do the thing you want me to do. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. All right. I think. Oh, Dane, your pros and cons. I sort of listed <laughs> mine already. Um, I just <laughs> forgot to say pros and. This is a standard thing. I forget to say pros and cons, but. I, at this point, I'm presuming oh, no, that I think, everybody. I think people people got what you're doing. I think people, yeah, you know. yeah. Like that, everybody knows now that that immediately follows <laughs> the synopsis. Like immediately, there is no break in between, unless we eventually have advertisers. At which point, there will be a break in between because that is where a break would go. However, we currently don't have them, so there will be no breaks. Um, so. Yeah, uh, Dane, pros and cons? Uh, yeah, pros. Um, as far as 
movie sequels go, this is this is fucking up there. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, this is up there with like Aliens, the Two Towers, and all that. Shrek Two. Uh, <laughs> Shrek Two is the. God, same. Not as you just said like Alien to Aliens. Like, you know, Fellowship of Two Towers. Like, you know, and then you're like, Shrek 2. You know, like, right. I, had to, I had to make I had to make a very big jump for the third option. Uh, that's just what I do. And it was well done because truly... Shrek 2 is better. And it was better. not wrong because I have to say, of all the ones you listed... Shrek 2 is the one that I like the most. Admittedly, well, we have on record the Two Towers episode. Yeah. With our lovely friend mm-hmm. Christine. Yeah. Um <laughs> God damn it. I just remembered that we all cut through it and we're like, what what? Wait. <laughs> I guess this is just a transitional moment. Um and like not horrible, but like eh which is sort of a little bit how I feel here, which is the, it's interesting when you also give somebody a thing where they're like, they know they have a sequel coming, but like, you don't then require them to like, you don't then, they they know that they have something coming, so they don't really like do a good ending. Yeah. Or like a good cliffhanger. Because the cliffhanger in this one is, is sort of broad. Yeah. <laughs> Sort of a oh no, he's in carbonite and they're all separated and there's a problem, which like I guess on the sort of large giant story arc that like this naturally follows or whatever, mm-hmm. I guess it makes sense. Um, but even when it, I don't know that that fully makes sense because the context for that would sort of, if that was planned, would have had to have been planned for the last like for last movie as well. And I don't know that it was. Yeah. I'm not sure. Since they apparently didn't think they were getting a sequel. <laughs> like I, I mean, after the first one, it's sort of, I imagine there must've been some idea for a sequel because well, Darth Vader is named dark mm-hmm. father. Um, I think they did have an idea, but I think it was also the thing where, like, they ended it. They're like, "All right, we can do it either way. Either that we get the sequel, or we like got like you know we did the movie." Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This movie was expensive to make, and they don't want to make any more after the first (laughs) one. Or this movie was expensive, but it paid off and will make all of them forever. (laughs) Yes, all hail the House of Mouse. That is my evil capitalist voice. It is a <laughs> lot. Um, and it's not great. Anyway. Um, and then I have a... We should go... I also, yes. That was my first pro. Um, I <laughs> <laughs> um, And so uh, another pro. Um, the acting in this movie is miles better than the first one because holy shit. Because oh, they knew yeah. what the they knew what the fuck movie they were in and what yeah. and like what it was important about it yeah uh, and uh yeah. and also um this movie we get a bit more lore about the force and the jedi which i always love world building so mm-hmm. yeah yes agreed and cons i i i eh? i don't really have many like this movie was fun and it told a good story and it's star wars so like yeah <laughs> 
Fair enough. Cons are in the prequel and sequel trilogy. (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) Shall we get to the ranking system? Uh, Sure. Um, Joel, since you are our our guest, um, we have this sort of uh, rating system where we give um, the movie a start given a certain criteria of whether it passed or not for certain things. Mm -hmm. Um, they are plot pacing, acting, writing, soundtrack, directing, cinematography, immersion, rewatchability, and overall enjoyability. Mm. I usually follow through with this by like, with, by putting fingers up so I can keep track. (laughs) Putting half a finger up for a 0.5 star. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I gave something a quarter star last time. I do think across the board it still holds up as like a, as a good movie. Obviously, you know, there's some stuff to today's standard, but yeah, you know, yeah, I can honestly even just have fun, like especially for like the set design and stuff like that. I was just like, man, it's so wild how old this like this movie's 50 years old, yeah, and like Jesus. I love just the set and how everything still looks on it. Yeah, the Battle yeah. of Hoth still is incredible. Yeah, it's still, it's uh, yeah, it's still so good. Mm. Mm-hmm. So like, this movie's we... forty years old. To clarify, yeah, I clarified mainly because my mom would kill me if I didn't clarify that. Oh, really? <laughs> because my mom is like my mom is not fifty yet. Oh, <laughs> so she would be. Yeah, that's why she would be upset. Is she's not fifty yet? She, she's like, no, I have time. God damn it! And I'm like, okay, all right, mom. Go off. You have one year. Okay. Sure. <laughs> um. Anyway. All right. Let's go. So, first one. Plot is the story compelling. Yeah, I'll give it one. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Same. What, what, what the, yeah. Yeah, I think it does a solid job of adding to the last one, specifically that we're not even sure that they wanted to make another one or could. Yeah, but built, built, built it out for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, number two, pacing. Does the story move forward at a reasonable pace? Yeah. I feel like it does. Yeah, I didn't I, have an issue with it. This yeah, e- yeah, e- even even for, like, an older movie, like, it's still, it's, you know, it, it moves pretty well, and, it, and, it, and, and I never felt like it was, like, slowed or too fast. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was a little worried when it got to the Dagobah stuff that it was going to drag, but honestly, that was my favorite part of the movie. Which actually, like, that part, I, again, it's a memory thing. I remember that being considerably longer, like, but, like, I also, for some weird reason, thought that the father bit was in the end of the next one (laughs) and not this one. Okay. Like, I, I guess my brain just sort of forgot that they, like, clash twice, um, like, in person twice and that this was the, um... This was the first of the two. Like my brain just fully forgot that. Like, oh yeah, there's another movie wherein that happens. All right. Cool. <laughs> but yeah. yeah oh, good. That's a yawn right there. Um, four. Uh, oh no, that we're on three. Sorry. Um, acting. Do the actors sell what's on screen? Are the characters compelling? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd say, especially to uh, you're saying, like, in comparison to the first movie. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I would say, like, just given, just simply, 
oh, it is like hardcore raining. It just started hardcore raining here. I can like hear it on my ceiling. Um, but uh, like, honestly, I'll just give this point for Billy D. Williams, but just because <laughs> I like him. <laughs> That's not a valid reason, but I'm going to do it anyway. But also, yeah, the acting was genuinely better. All jokes aside. Yeah. Uh, let's see. For uh, writing, is the script slash dialogue noticeably good? I'm going to have to give it half only because the banter is fucking aggravating. Yeah, I'm going to say, like, yeah, yeah, half, half. dialogue in Star Wars is uh, yeah. just, just shit all over. It's, there's, no, there's, no, there's none of them that are just, like, really you know, slapping it. So I'm, I'll, I'll give it half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, soundtrack. Oh fuck yeah! There, oh, this sure. was not a question. <laughs> Hell to the yes! These movies, just throughout, like original, prequel, sequel, the soundtrack. Jesus Christ, John Williams does not falter. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Uh, directing is the movie well made as a whole. Yeah, yeah, I, I for sure give a star on that one. Yeah, Sam. For 1980, I'll give it one. Oh, yeah. This, especially because 1980 is not necessarily known for being <laughs> the highest of caliber of, <laughs> of a lot of things. But, like, this one, um, I think it gets it. Sure. Let's see. Uh, cinematography. How well was this movie shot visually? Yeah. This includes sets and all of that as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For, um, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure, star. Oh yeah, um, for these old movies, it's always weird to think that all of these special effects were done at a time before the computer was invented. Yeah, except for the ones that they weirdly touched up. Like, the ones on Disney+, Plus, they absolutely touched up. Yeah, oh, those, are yeah. The, those are the weird, like, re-release. And, yeah. Uh, you know, don't get nerds started on that. You don't want to get weird. Like... Some like I don't know. It's weird to see like things that are extra detailed on a set that is not extra detailed because the cameras were done were made at two completely different times. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's fine. Um, they tried. It's all right. I'll leave them alone. I won't attack them for it. Yeah. Um, immersion. Did you stay engaged? Oh, y'all. <laughs> Um, (laughs) we reached the one where i'm like fuck y'all i wish i could give this one to it i can't um i can't i was like i i i found myself getting bored and needing to text people (laughs) and not text them about the movie (laughs) like if i was yeah, because, like, also, no, I didn't text you, Dane, throughout this entire movie. Yeah. I've done that with almost every other one of these movies. This is true. With the exception, I think, of, um, oh, God, which one was it? With the exception of some of the ones in the, uh, not, I guess not the early ones. I don't know. I, I've done it with most of them, even if it was to complain. And this one, I was like, <laughs> let me just, like, I almost want to play Angry Birds, but that feels disrespectful. Just play Angry Birds like, Star Wars, it'll be fine. I was going to say, you Angry Birds Star Wars, that's not disrespectful. 
<laughs> that's true. I could have done that. I missed that game too. Oh, next time. Next time. Yeah. Uh, for me, yeah, I stayed engaged. It's it's Star Wars. I love Star Wars. So, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Uh, nine rewatchability. Would you want to watch this movie multiple times? I promise y'all, I'm never rewatching these three. I promise but you, I will. Give it, I will. <laughs> but I will give it. I've definitely rewatched them multiple times already, and you know, yeah, not I'm, the last time I'm gonna see it. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm, give it half <laughs> simply so I can unstretch my finger. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I will rewatch them. I binge every movie before a new Star Wars movie comes out. So like. Yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> that just is so much time. I... Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> uh... And so, uh, 10, overall enjoyability. Was the movie fun or provocative of meaningful thought or emotion? You know, I'm going to okay. rescind the previous half a point so I can give it to this. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. I, I think it's, it's like I want to give one because but it's still kind of hard for me because it's also like you know I've seen it so many times where I'm just like oh yeah I know what's about to happen I guess I'm, I still will give it a star though just just because it definitely has the tie-in to uh you know just just the nostalgia and and it was just fun to revisit so I'll, I'll still give it a one yeah these movies are fun as hell for me so yeah that gets a star yeah like I mean I had it you know what I will give it a full star which means that I'm no, fuck it. Actually, I'll just give it a full. That means I'm at eight, which is pretty damn good. Yeah, I got a nine point five for this one. That was a nine nine point five for me as well. Nice. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm not surprised. This one is high up on the list, which I'm ac- I will say actually, the thing I find surprising is that this one is high up on the list. Like that, this one is high up on our list, but like the other ones like like it's weird to me that a new hope is before the next one despite the fact that i at this current moment have not watched the next one in many many years oh yeah but it Uh... feels weird to me that oh fuck i also just realized that immediately after this i immediately after the next one i have to watch the fucking matrix <laughs> like that just broke my soul a little bit because that means another trilogy because we have to watch all three of them and I just yeah, do. I don't have my soul is <laughs> leaving my body as we speak. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shit, like it's fine, it'll be fine. I just, I, it's just another trilogy, which like is usually a thing that like makes me feel like things are going to drag out for a long while. Plus I'm also like just waiting for the day that we get to Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> cuz I don't cuz I really want to watch Silence of the Lambs and I can't do it until we get to it on this list and it's really annoying. <laughs> uh, whatever. Yeah. I'm going to watch Itania after this. <laughs> Wait, what? Okay. <laughs> Where is this I promise from? you that is that may seem like a non sequitur, but I promise you it's related in that I already have a guest lined up for Silence of the Lambs. Um and I just listened to her on her podcast talk a lot about um Tanya Harding. Uh, and then it made me want to watch that movie. 
and I'm watching that immediately after because I uh, rented the movie yesterday. Right. <laughs> Those are the connections. ADHD brain is a great time. Gotcha. <laughs> we all got there in the end. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Joel, what? Uh, where can people find you, and what are all of the other things you do? Because I know I only mentioned one of them, but there are several others. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm on Twitter at Joel W Ruiz uh, R U I Z is the last one. Uh, I'm, uh, and then also you can find my show on Twitter at Critical Bitcast, or just find our website Critical Bitcast. Um, I mean that's the, that's like the main thing, you know. I do I do. The, the main show is we run, it's a super, like a role-play game called Mask, where it's like teen superheroes, and the group that we follow are three heroes called the Fun Bunch. Um, it's fun, it's, you know, it's super leftist, anti-capitalist, uh, and we, we enjoy it. The, it's, it's a comedy show that will maybe make you cry. Uh, and then... Um, we we we're, we're how many we have? we're on like around episode forty, and then which I know isn't like a lot for a podcast, but it feels like a lot whenever you've produced it. Um, and then you know we have sites like we have a couple of mini series we've done. We did like I said, uh, we did seasons uh, where that's like Monster of the Week. We had sixteen people. That's a really fun, honestly it's one of my favorite shows. You can find that at mini, uh, seasonsminiseries.com. And then I've done two bonus episodes for, for the main show of Critical Bits called Spider Day uh, and then Spider Day 2, the real story Spider Day, which uh, in between the, between those two, there's 60 guest characters. Um, and it's technically 10. It's, it's Spider Day 1 is four hours and Spider Day 2 is six hours. So it is 10 hours of content. Between, but those are just wild. Uh, but you can find all that about Spider Day 2. Like I said, I just do that. We stream on Twitch. Every one of our like social media, everything is just critical bitcast. So you can just find us wherever. Um, and that's it. You know, I just I do a lot of streaming stuff online uh, for role playing game stuff, and uh, that's pretty much it. You know, just just, yeah. just check check out my stuff, and then um, and then you know, thank you guys, thank you all for having me on. This was very fun, and it's yeah. just a fun excuse to rewatch Star Wars. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, it's super you. great. Also, if you any of y'all are in Atlanta, um, and you need and you are getting married and need need a photographer, <laughs> like, that seems very specific. Um, very and I specific. don't know, I don't know that we have anybody specifically you know, for that. But if we do, but um, if you, do you know, like hit me up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, check out all of Joe's awesome stuff. Uh, Joe, Joe, what? Jesus. Joel's awesome stuff. I'm talking quickly and my brain is not catching up. Um, all right. So uh, I won't belabor the point. So I will simply tell them, be well, do as much good work as you possibly can. And uh, turn up to, oh God, I forgot. Um what i was going to say here uh oh fuck um another dude who i thought for the longest time looked like billy d williams but specifically during the 80s um pivo bryson uh turn up to some pivo bryson that's <laughs> 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 so deeply specific and i if anybody else understands why that's funny shoot us a, an email <laughs> I want, like because i i need for people to find that funny and uh but yeah above all else stay safe out there because good god it is difficult to stay safe anywhere
<laughs> but yeah, stay safe out there, y'all.